Welcome to the Marn Report. Hello, welcome to today's Marn Report. I'm Daniel Malta, Hunter Army Airfield Public Affairs. Today I'm here with Command Sergeants Major Ryan Reichard and Helen Milam. How you guys doing today? Great, yeah. how are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. So, what I wanted to do with you guys is talk about leadership. Not necessarily leadership philosophies, but really get into how one, as a lower enlisted, can move up through the ranks. You guys have a lot of experience, and I, and I want to extract some of that today. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, so we're going to start off pretty simple. Um, does being a leader help you move up through the ranks? Absolutely. Without any kind of leadership skills or the aptitude for leadership, you're not going to get very far. Yes, what about def- you? yes, definitely. I mean, it, being a leader, I mean, you got to move up to the ranks to be a leader. You just can't go through <clears throat> through the ranks just not being a leader, just keep floating through life. So it's always take that initiative and move forward. There's different ways of doing it. So, so we've established it is important, yeah. but what makes a good leader? Somebody who cares. Sometimes we see junior soldiers and NCOs that almost think that they're working a nine-to-five job and they do not take that extra time to get it, getting to know their soldiers. You have to have some kind of trust and bond with your soldiers so they bring you issues. And if you don't have that, stuff is going to go behind their backs and all of a sudden they're just going to get the what ends up blowing up when they could have completely resolved an issue that if they knew their soldiers well. Mm-hmm. So we talked about how those traits make you a good leader, but can those traits that make a good leader help you move up? Yeah, there's there's a lot of traits that can actually help you move up through the ranks because I mean, if you're if you think about it, if you're a good leader, you know, you you've developed those skills to be a leader and it's going to help you. Those traits are going to help you throughout, you know, as you become ready because that that increased responsibility as you move up. So if you're not performing where you need to be, the army's going to say, "Hey, look, you don't have you don't have the skills you need." The army's going to say, "Hey, you don't need to be promoted. You you may stay stagnant for a few years longer you want to be, and that's going to Obviously, you know, depending on which way you want to go, either up or down, uh, it's up to you. Yes, they can have those traits, but it almost depends on where you are, who's in charge of you, what the unit is like, what the surroundings are like, because some things in one unit may be very acceptable, and those leaders do extremely well, and then they move to the next unit, and us as seniors are looking at them like, how did you get this far? because they were taught a certain way, but that is not the way. And that's what I kind of see. So we can talk about traits, but it's who sees the traits in you and how they develop you depends mm-hmm. on how far you are going to go. Like I said, you could do extremely well in one unit, come to the next, and just kind of like halt, stop, and yeah. just not progress anymore. And I'm sure somebody listening might think to themselves, like, well, what's the point of even listening to this if, if the advice isn't going to work for me? But at the end of the day, that's, that's real life. That is how it is yes. outside the gates and inside the gates. Things are different. We have to adapt. Can we? Can you talk a little bit more about uh, adapting and how important that is? It's very important to adapt because, I mean, every environment, every situation is different. Whether you're stationed here at, at uh, Hunter Army Airfield or even simple thing as you're stationed down at Fort Stewart, I mean, the environment is completely different and everybody's experience is not the same. So just because you could say, hey, look, I went to Fort Hood, it's not going to be the same that you're here at Hunter Army Airfield. It's going to be completely different. So you need to adapt to your current environment, your current situation, and your current unit. And you need to adapt to the changing soldiers. 
Um, some seniors complain and just say, we have a generation of soldiers that think that they are entitled to everything. I don't think it's that. I think it's how you deal with the soldiers themselves. Um, I think it's a group of individuals, individuals that just need to work as a cohesive team and sometimes you have to lean on everybody to have some input because everybody has something different. And I think that kind of goes back to what you talked about, uh, about caring for your soldiers and learning about them because you, you can't figure out how, how they tick yes. without that first step that we kind of talked about earlier. Yes, definitely got to know them. So looking a little deeper, what are some practices you all have adopted over the years to make you more efficient or more competitive for promotion? There's a lot of things you can honestly do. I mean, as far as that simple thing is getting education, right? Going out there and actually getting out in front, taking that initiative. Be the leader. Don't, don't just sit back and wait for things to come. So things are not going to come to you. You have to work for it. Put, in, put forth the effort. Uh, go to college. You know, work on those certifications. Uh, work on your PT score. Work on your, I mean, all those things for promotion points is something you need to work towards because it's not handed to you. Things aren't handed to you like that. So doing those kind of things is actually going to help you get those points and set you up for success. Uh, and, and it's going to eventually, you know, farther down the road, once you, you, know, you go to that start first class board, it's going to make a big difference because you've got to be the example for those junior soldiers below you. So if you're not the example today, right, they're, they're going to look at you in five years from now when you are a start first class and be like, I remember what so-and-so did. He was, I'll just say, going through the steps. He wasn't actually giving initiative. And in five years from now, it's going to be a big difference when you see those junior soldiers that were in your place. So you got to look into those kind of things and remember that stuff, that kind of things. Sergeant Major Milo? So adding on to that, but the big thing is once you get to that, those uh, DA boards, Sergeant First Class, Master Sergeant, and Sergeant Major, just hitting it, right foot, left foot, right foot, is not going to stick out. For us, military intelligence is not large. I mean, I don't know everybody, everybody doesn't know me, but we are small enough that you make impacts to a lot of people as you move. So when, you know, you're going into an organization and they, you know, somebody made a phone call and says, you're getting this awesome NCO, you're going to have these expectations that the NCO is going to be good. And the NCO continues to, to strive to, to be out there, to get the next level job. Um, to ask you questions because they want they want to work towards your job. Okay, um, so this is kind of uh, a little bit off topic, but let's say you have a soldier. He's a great soldier, but he got in trouble early on when he was 21 years old. Now he's you know 28. He's a staff sergeant and he's he's doing really well, but he has that black mark on his record. What would you say to somebody? who's trying to pick themselves back up from something they did in the past? Well, I would honestly say, is that who you are or is that who you were? Because we know that sometimes when you're younger, right, you, you make different choices. It may not be the best choice, but you make those different choices. If you're making those same choices today, then that's something you got to look in the mirror because it, you can c overcome certain things in life, right? So there's, there's certain things that, you know, happens as a black mark on your record, but how you overcome that makes the biggest difference. Because you were sitting there and you're just dwelling on that for the years and it, and it affects your whole entire, your ability to be a great leader. You know, that's, that's where you need to look back and say, hey, look, maybe I made a mistake. I need to fix this. I need to become a better leader. Other than that, that's... And if you do become a better leader, because that is just a one-time thing, yes. if you're afraid of somebody looking on a DA board and seeing this, well, if this happened 
say seven years ago, there's a possibility you have five or six NCOERs. And if your five or six NCOERs are extremely strong and you have proven that this was a hiccup I made when I was younger, as long as you're, you're out there doing what you need to do, it would not affect as much as if I was a staff sergeant and I got in trouble and I'm trying to pursue my career, you know, it, it, it's not going to necessarily go the same way. Okay. Well, that's encouraging to understand and to hear. What were some practices you all have adopted over the years to improve your leadership? One thing I can say, I, I would say I would learn from others. That's one thing that over time you, you see what others are doing and you see what they're doing right. If they're doing something right, you need to take that and run with it. You improve it, make it better. And those things that they're doing wrong, you know, they shouldn't be doing, you know, you look at those kind of things you've seen in the past and you avoid those situations and avoid that, you know, repeating that when you have your soldiers, when you're in that leadership position. I think just looking at that, that's something I've learned a lot as far as be, being a leader, you know, always seek out that advice from others look for that mentor right because that mentor can help you you know become a better leader whether you like it or not they can help you throughout your entire career i mean 21 years it's it's i can say that is something that's helped me get to where i'm at now so i definitely agree that you take the things that like stick out to you with the leaders and everybody has like those leaders that they have that you are super happy about um, that have helped you work but you also have those leaders and when I just say those leaders, that should just be something that is completely understood. But you know what? I took a lot of what they did and threw it in my rucksack to never be that way. Like, I am uncomfortable with this. I don't want to be this way. But as I got, as I got um, like, farther in the ranks, I would look back at that rucksack of those things that some of them did, and it almost is like that realization, okay, they went about it completely wrong, but I understand why they did it. So that's why I kind of take both and you, you learn. And that's what I tell my junior NCOs. You will have good leaders and you will have terrible leaders. But you get something from both of them. Because you're a good leader, you're not going to take everything that no. they do. Great. But you definitely want to take some of the bad so that you can learn uh, growing up in the Army. So if you don't have a mentor, yes, you can look at your uh, your NCO that you know may not be performing very well and think, okay, I don't want to do that when I'm a leader, but you still need mentorship. So where, where do you go? What do you do if you're a young soldier looking for mentorship and you don't have it within your unit? Well, if you don't have a unit, I mean, like we say, it doesn't, leaders don't always have to be in the military. There are leaders out there. That, I mean, if you're in the football, there are great leaders out there that's in the football, baseball, that actually out there leading their teams. So there's a lot of leaders out there. It's all about you, who you think that is a great leader that's going to inspire you to become better. Oh, that's a good point. You could also look internally too. Um, sometimes they just need another soldier of the same rank or maybe mm -hmm. one ahead in the same kind of uh, field. And that's really hard because we have these low density MOSs within our organizations. And what I'll do is I will call other sergeants major on that are local to try and find somebody that is um, available that they think would be a good fit just to provide this this soldier with with some mentorship and it might be mentorship on life it might be mentorship on their job but they just need to be comfortable with who their mentor is mine just happened to be my platoon sergeant who picked me up from the bus in Korea at my first duty station <laughs> yeah. so I have had him my entire career 
I was beneficial to have him. Um, but it's too easy to find people that want to help. Okay. Well, that's, again, that is encouraging here. So one thing I think is very important to talk about are barriers. What are the largest barriers soldiers will face in their careers? Having bad leaders. It, it's really a shame when you see soldiers that are extremely unhappy, especially first-term soldiers, because you know PCS. It's going to be completely different, completely different people. Yeah, you kind of do the same job. For us, it's a little different, um, but it's different people. It's a different location, you know, so you're kind of getting away from that, that counterproductive leader and giving something else another chance. Mm -hmm. um, too many soldiers jump ship on that first um, enlistment because all they are surrounded by are those leaders who in their minds and maybe in the leadership minds, they're doing this great job, but really they're just doing more damage. Like I said about leaders thinking that they're really good, but they're trying to put every soldier into the same mold. You can keep the soldier in the same mold for you know, PT, weapons, your army stuff, but you cannot put them in the same mold for how they function and they do things at work and how their mind works. So I just wish people would give it one more chance, but sometimes they're like, I'm done. I don't, there's no trust. There's no, I'm a 32 year old E4 living in the barracks and I can't move off base and my leaders hate me. And, and I think it's a lot of not understanding why we do what we do and how we do it. They just see their perspective looking up, but we've been there and we kind yeah. of do it our way, and that kind of turns people off. It's their reality, yes. um, and, and that's, that's a shame. Yeah, that's what I agree. I definitely agree with you because, I mean, you can't base your, your first PCS or your first duty station off the entire Army. Every duty station is not the same. It's not going to have the same people, the same leadership, the same activities do off installation. Every every like I say, every installation is different and, and unique in their own way. And you got to look at it. You got to take the, like she mentioned. You got to take that chance. You got to look at it. And say, hey, look, that was the past. Here's the future. How can I make what happened in the past make it better in the future? Right. My next duty station could be the best duty station. You know. But then the next thing you know, EPCS again, and you know you go back to a different duty station. It's all about what you make of it. So if you sit there and you you look at all the negatives, right. The next duty station is going to be just like your last. But if you look at it as a whole new experience, another chapter in your life, then you're going to, you know, it's going to make a difference. And it, hopefully by then you'll improve, you move up in the ranks when you move PCS to your next duty station, and you can make that difference and don't have the same experience you had as your last one. Or, or another thing is don't let your soldiers that you have underneath of you have that experience that you just went through. So try to avoid those situations that happen in your last uh Insulation and it goes all the way back to yes. knowing your soldiers yep, knowing your and soldiers. being able to have those conversations with the soldiers, knowing what they may need. And there are soldiers that may need to get out of the Army, and you're supportive either way they go, but you provide them information, and you do talk the, it will be different where, wherever you go. go. It'll be completely different and different people. I enjoyed it. Awesome. All right, well, Sergeants Major, we are out of time, uh, but I appreciate you all talking with me. Uh, and uh, did you guys have any closing comments, words of wisdom? Leaders just care 
and don't care one day, care and always follow up. That's what makes the biggest difference. Yes, definitely agree. I mean, get out of your shell, go out there, you know, develop yourself into a leader. And if you're not a great leader, you know what? One day you can become a great leader and just work towards it. It's up to you. So just take the opportunity. You only got one chance, right? Awesome. All right, Sergeant Major Riker, Sergeant Major Milam, I appreciate your time. And that is it for today's Marn Report. Your installation exchange is now open to Department of Defense civilians. The exchange has everything you need to look your best right on the installation where you work. Remember though, DOD civilians can't buy alcohol or tobacco. But from electronics, toys, and more, your exchange has it all, tax-free and convenient to you. And shopping in person is so easy. Just make sure to show your DOD ID at the point of sale and off you go. And don't forget, coming soon, online shopping via the awesome Digital Garrison app. Stop by the Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Exchange today to see what they have for you.